0: Suffering and death are two topics that are frequently referred to in the Epistle to the Hebrews, but they have rarely been examined within scholarship on this New Testament text. Join us as we talk with Brian Dyer about his own study of these topics, and then discover how he connects them to the social situation addressed in Hebrews. In his book, Suffering in the Face of Death, the Epistle to the Hebrews and its Context of Situation, put out by Bloomsbury T&T Clark in 2017, Brian reveals how the author of Hebrews is responding to the reality of suffering in the lives of his audience. With this awareness, it becomes clear how the epistle also responds to the audience's pain by creating models of endurance in suffering and death. These serve to motivate the author's audience towards similar endurance within their own social context. You're listening to New Books in Biblical Studies, and I'm Michael Morales, your host. Brian R. Dyer earned his Ph.D. at McMaster Divinity College. He's Acquisitions Editor at Baker Press USA and Adjunct Professor at Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. In addition to his book, Suffering in the Face of Death, Brian is also co-editor of The Synoptic Problem, The Bible and Social Justice, and also of Paul and Ancient Rhetoric. Brian, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. Brian, why don't we begin by having you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to write a book on Hebrews?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, um, so I currently am the New Testament Acquisitions Editor at Baker Academic. Uh, I've been uh, in that job for about two and a half years, although I've been at the company for six. And uh, I also teach uh, adjunct at Calvin College uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I live. And, um, you know, I started studying the book of Hebrews when I was an undergrad. I was a student at Calvin College and I did a semester abroad where we went to London and we studied at uh, Oak Hill Theological College um, there in Southgate. And so I was an undergraduate student there with a a bunch of seminarians, um, all kind of further along in their education than I was. And um, they were offering a Greek exegesis course on Hebrews taught by uh, New Testament scholar, David Peterson, who was a Hebrew scholar who wrote his dissertation on Hebrews and perfection. And um, I was just interested in doing a Greek exegesis course. I had not done that before. I had just been taking Greek for a couple of years. So I was kind of diving into the deep end a little bit. And it was a really interesting course, really challenging. Um, and I kind of fell in love with the book of Hebrews. It was always a book that I Um, either uh, ignored or kind of stayed away from in youth group or growing up in the church or personal study because it was kind of an intimidating book. And so kind of spending a whole semester going through the Greek um, was really, really interesting. And so when I did my master's thesis, I knew I wanted to write on Hebrews, So I wrote on um, suffering in Hebrews, um, kind of modeling it a little bit after David Peterson's Perfection in Hebrews monograph. And then when I did my Ph.D., I wanted to kind of continue that work. And so I um, did a um, kind of an extension of that uh, work on suffering into um, the dissertation. So that's kind of the history of, of um, uh, my engagement with uh, Hebrews. That was quite a
0: privilege to be able to study with David Peterson.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, um, Yeah, I think he's now in Australia. Um, but I, I got to go there while he was the principal and, and was able to um, kind of, it was a small class, so it was really cool to kind of just be able to
0: um, learn from him, and, and uh, so yeah, it was very cool. Would you give us a general introduction to the message of Hebrews?
1: Oh yeah, well, yeah, that's interesting. You know, the the more that um, you kind of study it, the harder that question is uh, in some ways because it's such a um, intricate argument and uh, certainly very um, full theologically um, to kind of say. Um, I, I I think that the um, epistle to the Hebrews um, is very situated in a particular context and so I think it's uh, much of the book of Hebrews is meant to encourage uh, a community that found them finds themselves in crisis and so I think a lot of the exhortation and the theology is meant to motivate a community that was uh, in danger a very real danger of, of leaving the group of leaving the community of falling away from the faith um and I think one of the most um, you know the most significant contribution that Hebrews uh, offers is this image of Jesus as our great high priest um, and uh, and uh, really kind of addressing uh, I think the issue of uh, no longer having access to the temple. Um, what do we make of um, kind of the need for forgiveness of sin? Um, and so this intricate argument that he offers of Jesus as um, a great high priest, in the order of Melchizedek, uh, and then really kind of fleshes out the implications of that. Um, I think is probably the, the biggest contribution um, that Hebrews offers uh, in the New Testament canon. Um, now, the question that you always get is who wrote Hebrews, um, and I, I'm not going to attempt to address that because I don't know that we know. Um, but that's always the question that you get, and somebody hears you. studied the book of Hebrews. That's kind of the first question. Uh, Well, who wrote it? Um, And I don't think I have a good answer to that. But
0: I was actually saving that for our last question as a bonus. Well,
1: yeah, we can, you know, a funny story is once I I got a a phone call from my dad um, and uh, he he just said, hey, we have a Bible study happening right now. We started talking about Hebrews. uh, So somebody, we want to know who wrote it. And then He's like, quick, I'll, I'll put you on speakerphone. So then I had his whole study group uh, asking me who wrote it. And they weren't very satisfied with, you know, origins, um, you know, God only knows answer. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's one you get a lot. But
0: <laughs> Ron, your book is on the theme of suffering and death in Hebrews. How does Hebrews develop this theme in relation to Jesus? Well, yeah, in relation to Jesus,
1: well, um I think that the, the presentation of Jesus um, certainly is, is uh, multifaceted, but uh, one purpose um, is to demonstrate how Jesus um, is the one who goes before us um, and that he is presented as a kind of a great exemplar um, for uh, the believer to follow. Uh, one who uh, experienced persecution, who experienced suffering um, to even uh, to the point of death. Um, but yet modeled um, great uh, faithfulness and endurance and obedience. Um, And so I think it's um, significant, this portrayal of Jesus as um, kind of a great sufferer um, who demonstrates uh, endurance. And so it's not the only kind of um, facet of Christology um, or in the portrayal of Jesus, but I think it's a significant one. And I think it's significant that you know the high priest um, that we now have, the author of Hebrews says, um, is one who suffers, is one who is able to, um, who uh, who's able to uh, empathize with those that he represents. And so I think that's certainly significant. As suffering is a is a huge part of that. Um, you know, there are a lot of passages in Hebrews that really kind of got me going on this. What is the theme of suffering? What is this kind of theology of suffering? Um, and it was those passages about, um, you know, in eight where it says that Jesus learned obedience from the things he suffered. Um, that was just, uh, you know, I didn't know what to do with that verse. Um, you know, how do we make sense of um, this idea that it's through Jesus's sufferings that that, um, that uh, he was made perfect or, or that he demonstrates obedience or. Um, so so it was those kind of passages that really kind of drew me into what is what does this mean or this, this understanding of Jesus as one who suffers? Um,
0: so, yeah, I, I don't know if that quite gets at your uh, question, but. You mentioned Jesus as an exemplar of suffering and death. Does the book of Hebrews use other examples aside from Jesus? Yeah, I highlight three different groups of
1: exemplars in the book. Um, the first, I think maybe one of the more obvious is there's um, uh heroes are figures from Israel's history. Um, and here it's mainly, we're talking about Hebrews 11, um, the, the catalog of, of uh, heroes of faith. And um, one of the interesting things, I think, about Hebrews 11, I mean, we all pick up on um, the, the by faith, and it's the faith that is being praised of all these exemplars. Uh, but what's often missed is that that faith in almost every instance uh, is demonstrated within a context of uh, death, for a context of affliction. And so, as you read through chapter 11, um, it's often kind of surprising that that um, so-and-so demonstrated faith uh, while they were you know on their deathbed or when they were nearly dead or uh, all these kind of references to death that we see. And that seems to be the context within which that faith is demonstrated. So I try to argue that um, these exemplars are not just uh, exemplars of faith, but they are exemplars of faith um, Enacted or demonstrated within a, a close proximity to death or uh, within a context of affliction or suffering. And so that first exemplar group are these heroes of Israel's history. Um, the second exemplar group uh, is the community themselves. There's a couple of places in the Epistle to the Hebrews where um, the author encourages the community to reflect upon their own past and these times when they demonstrated faith or they demonstrated endurance during these times of affliction. Um, I mean, the the most prominent one is chapter 10, verse 32 through 34, where it reminds them of this great contest of suffering is the language that the author uses, where they demonstrated this endurance and this uh, solidarity with each other. And then the author says, um, you need to demonstrate that same endurance now, uh, or at least implies that you should, that, that you're in a similar context to that now, and so look to that past as a motivation for how you should act in the present. And so the community themselves, and there's another place where the author reminds them of their leaders and says, um, look to the faith of your leaders, the, the, the way that they live their life up until their death. Um, and so the community themselves is this, this exemplar group. Uh, and then, as I've already kind of touched on, the last um, kind of exemplar is Jesus himself. And in many ways, he's the ultimate exemplar. He is kind of the culmination of um, the list of exemplars in chapter eleven, where we get to the beginning in chapter twelve, it's it's not a separate section. It kind of leads up to um, now. You know, we you know look to Jesus uh, as kind of the one who endured, who who took on the shame of the cross, um, and and faithfully endured. Um, and so Jesus is kind of the that kind of third and ultimate exemplar of one uh, who suffers um, for the sake of of the people of God who suffer um, as a um, of his identity um, as um, uh, as his identity as the Messiah. Um, and so we are to look to him uh, for motivation in our own um, time of trial. And then in chapter 13, it, it it's almost kind of direct to the audience where it says, um, you know, just how Jesus suffered outside the camp, we are now to uh, move out to him. And so there's this encouragement to follow his example, uh, to take on that same shame that he Uh, took upon himself on the cross, and we are meant to kind of faithfully endure within our own context. And so um, those are kind of the three big exemplar groups, all sharing a similar context of um, faith being demonstrated within times of affliction or um, close proximity to death.
0: You note that Hebrews is not just about Jesus suffering and death, but that it also forms a strong appeal for Christians to follow after Jesus in suffering and death. Would you explain further that aspect of Hebrews?
1: Yeah, so here's here's you know that's that's one of the kind of the issues um, where I'm trying to figure out or part of the the study is is trying to place Hebrews within it, its um, its social context or kind of with the the methodology that I use I talk about its context of situation and what is kind of the social um, context that we can um, that we can kind of ascertain from studying the text itself and so. Um, when I, when I begin to see all of these references to um, these these models or these exemplars of faithfulness and suffering, um, you kind of have to ask the question, um, you know, does that mean that today's Christian or, or the original Christians who are reading this text, does that mean that they are to seek out suffering or that they are to... Um, you know, that the, the way they follow Jesus and his endurance is to, to look for suffering and so that they can uh, model after Jesus in that way. And that's one of the kind of the critiques that you see, uh, or that some scholars have brought up about um, placing too strong of a social context on Hebrews, where they would say, you know, you, you bring out the implications of this um, exhortation to follow Jesus in his suffering. Uh, well, does that mean that, that Christians are meant to seek it out. Um, and so I try to argue that it's not that um, there's an encouragement to seek out suffering, but rather there's there's an implied um, relevance or there's an implied um, context that doesn't need to be made explicit in the text because it was obvious to the readers and obvious to the author. Uh, but you do see bits of it coming out in the text. And that is that a lot of these exhortations and a lot of these examples uh, Makes sense within a context of suffering and within a context where uh, this community was very, um, uh, had a very real threat where they felt like they could lose their lives for being a part of this community. And so uh, I try to argue that um, it's not about seeking out suffering, but it's written to a community that was already within this context of suffering. And so um, within that context, they are encouraged to look to these other exemplars. Um, in order to demonstrate the faithfulness within their context. And um, so that's what I kind of try to flesh out uh, with kind of developing these themes of suffering and death and these exhortations that, um, that uh, there was this implicit um, kind of shared knowledge about the context uh, within Hebrews. Um, and that helps us make sense of these um, kind of references to suffering and death.
0: And does the social context you've developed help you to narrow in on a particular date for the epistle or to a place like Rome or Jerusalem?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, in the dissertation, I, I try to avoid that um, because I don't want to, um, you know, if, if I try to pinpoint a, a place in time uh, for Hebrews, um, you could agree with me up until I make that, you know, that choice. And then, you know, you could just kind of disregard the rest. I try to... Um, argue that um, kind of what I've already been discussing as um, um, whatever context or or, or historical time period we put Hebrews in, it has to account for this uh, present reality of suffering and fear of death. Um, And I think there are several different historical scenarios that you could fit Hebrews into that account for this. Um, But I kind of try to avoid uh, kind of doing it myself because I I don't want to um, the kind of what I think is a pretty kind of um, solid kind of arguments. I don't want that to be dismissed because I, I try to land on a particular place and time. I, you know, I think uh, it, in the dissertation, I pointed to Jason Whitlark's book where it places Hebrews as a, a response to the empire and, and written uh, to the Christians in Rome. Um, I kind of say I don't really agree with that placement um, of Christians in Rome, but that certainly would be, a, you know, would make sense of what I'm seeing there about the suffering and death that we see. So that's. Um, Certainly a plausible historical scenario. One that I find quite interesting, one that uh, has come out of conversations with my Ph.D. advisor, Cynthia Westfall, is uh, I think it's quite interesting to place Hebrews within a context of um, the the Jewish war, which was happening, which led up to the destruction of Jerusalem uh, in, you know, kind of the the 60s or kind of in the mid um, first century, where you had a systematic kind of movement from city to city by the Roman Empire, wiping out Jewish Communities, And at that time, um, uh, Jewish communities and uh, communities like that addressed in Hebrews might not have been so easily to differentiate a, a Christian uh, Jewish community. And so this might be a community that is seeing this threat, is hearing about these uh, essentially wiping out of communities. And they may be already kind of feeling that pressure and seeing it coming. Um, and so that might explain kind of this fear uh, in this present suffering that they have. I think that's certainly an interesting kind of place to put Hebrews, but um, I try not to develop it or tie down uh, to any one particular historical scenario. I, I think I, I lay out, um, I can't remember if I kept it in or not. At one point, I kind of l- played out a couple different historical scenarios where it could work. Um, but yeah, I try not to pin it down.
0: All right, let's get back to the author of Hebrews now. If you had to guess, who wrote the Epistle to the Hebrews?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's certainly a fascinating you know conversation. Um, you know, um, yeah. I, I don't think that it's it's Paul. I think it's Pauline. I think there's some obvious connection to Paul or the Pauline community. I think that best explains how Hebrews was circulated very early on with the Pauline corpus. So there seems to be some connection there. Um, but I, I don't think it was written by Paul or by a, a scribe under Paul's name. I don't think, as, as um, you know, some have argued, that it was um, an attempt to, to be passed off as Pauline. Um, but you do see certain things that are connected to Pauline theology or Pauline uh, writing. So I think there's some connection there. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it's anybody that we have any kind of written records from, Um you know, you've seen arguments that it was Luke. Uh, so you compare it to Luke's writing and find some, some things that, can, you know, that overlap. Or, but um, I don't know that it's anybody that, that we have uh, examples that have survived. Um, I think some of the kind of devastating um, kind of implications of the book of Hebrews, I think one reason why we know so little about it uh, is I think that this is not just a community that um, pers- had a perceived threat. Um, but again, of course, here I'm going beyond the text, and I'm saying this, this may have been a community that uh, eventually succumbed to that threat, a community that was wiped out. Um, and so that may be why we don't know who it was written by, who it was written to, where it was written, because a lot of those details might have been lost um, as um, the community um, succumbed to this kind of looming threat that we, or at least that I try to identify within the text. Um And so I I don't know, I, I, you know, in some ways I don't know that it matters. And there's a certain kind of, um, maybe not romantic, but maybe there's certain kind of mystery that's kind of around it that I think uh, would, you know, if I, if you want to say it's a polis or or someone like that, um, I think it's lost a little bit. I kind of like um, kind of not, not knowing, um, but, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that we'll stop debating it.
0: That's fair enough. Brian, are you working on any other projects you can tell us about? Yeah, sure. Um,
1: Well, so um, kind of in my own um, writing and stuff, um, I'm developing a couple of the things kind of that came out of the dissertation that either didn't make it in or that I think um, could be developed a little bit more. Um, The most kind of pressing project that I have is I'm I'm co-writing a a little introduction to Christology, uh, New Testament Christology with Stan Porter, which I think will be um, really, really interesting. I mean, it's written as an introduction to students. Uh, it's taking a similar approach as um, as Coleman did. We're kind of going through the titles uh, of Jesus, which uh, certainly has its own weaknesses when talking about Christology. But I think as far as an entry point for students um, new to the, the field, it's it's uh, a good entry point to talking about new testament's presentation of jesus Um, and so that's kind of the most immediate project Um, referring to hebrews i've always had in my head this project on hebrews that i would love to do and and i'll hopefully devote time to it one day but that is um really kind of drawing out um, the humanity of jesus in the book of hebrews which um i as i did my study just kind of saw that as such an important concept that that seems to be developed kind of throughout this uh, importance of Jesus's humanity uh, and his role as the high priest, as his role um, as kind of our forerunner, as his role as an exemplar, um, this emphasis upon Christ's humanity. It's one of the earliest things that the author of Hebrews discusses, and it's almost as if, um, you know, he doesn't need to argue for kind of a high Christology or the divine nature of Christ. Um, he almost seems to need to um, emphasize the, that Christ um, really was um, human, just like you and I, that, that um, was tempted in the same way. Um, and so I'd like to, to do kind of a monograph length project of developing um, the significance of Christ's humanity in Hebrews, um, but that'll probably be something down the line and probably somebody will get to it before I'm able to, but um, that's an area that I would, I would love to do. Um, when I'm able to to devote some time to it.
0: Well, those are exciting projects and sound like they'd be useful. Yeah, thanks. I I think so. Well, Brian, it's been good to hear more about your work and about your book, Suffering in the Face of Death. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show with us today. Yeah, thank you very much, Michael. Friends, thank you for listening to New Books in Biblical Studies. We've heard from Brian Dyer on his recent book, Suffering in the Face of Death, and you'll find a link to his book on our website.